good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to day seven. Um, it's always a privilege to be here talking with you guys over issues we are experiencing as a community, as a country, as a generation. And um, I just want to say again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for the privilege. Um, I do not take it lightly. I do not take it for granted. Um, um, I am I'm so grateful to all of you for being so gracious, you know, with all your comments and feedbacks and all of that. I genuinely appreciate it. And um, uh, thank you all. Uh, the way you all keep sometimes pushing, sometimes um, gives us the energy to keep going. So thank you. Uh, it's been um, a long week in the country. We had um, January come and end, and um, with it, the deadline for the Naira note, and the Sibian governor had to give 10 extra days. And, um, you know, the whole thing has created um, uh, a series of events that we are all experiencing. And um, it would be uh, negligent on our part not to talk about them. So what what the management of Extreme, Extreme Podcast did was they put out feelers for people to respond on how they've been dealing with the issue of false scarcity and currency change and cash shortage. And um, uh, uh, they, they sent me your feedbacks and uh, I have listened to them. And uh, first of all, I want to say uh, to everyone going through one form of hardship or the other, um, I I, 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 we are all so sorry, you know, the plights of the common man, the pain of the masses, is just everywhere for everyone who has a heart and a conscience to see, um, so, so sorry, uh, the jokes have been, of course, very loud, you know, in a country where the country's currency is trading <laughs> for a different price. Amazing, you know. And, um, yeah, a, a couple of experiences have just been, um, a couple of experiences have been crazy, 
and I'm sure you all have had the crazy experiences. So l- let's try and break it down, right, into talking about what the government did and what we human beings are doing and what's the way forward. So it, it's it's a good thing that all of this is coming around election season. I was talking to a friend earlier this week and I said he should remember um, that this is the month Nigeria decides he's not in the country. So I was like, you, you know, you have to follow the news carefully. This is the month we go to the polls, we go to the election booths and we decide the future of the country. So, and a uh, mentor was saying to me uh, that he hopes our response to this agitation comes in how we decide. I think I was listening to one of the um, voice notes and the feedbacks you guys got. And um, they, um, the, the leader, the team lead from Minato Enterprise was saying, of course, in his agitation, he was saying to um, the person who leads Extreme Podcast, we must go and vote. You know, we cannot sit and um, and um, watch this happen. So there is the fact that um, we understand, by and large, that this is an institutional problem. But I'm grateful because as a country, we tend, we tend to be a people who have short-term memory and amnesia. We tend, to, we tend to forget. So I'm grateful that this is happening so close to the polls. I hope um, it influences us. I think it was in 2015, uh, very close to the elections as well. Um, there was, a, I think, 20 naira increase in fall price. And that was used so heavily by the, um, the opposition to urge uh, the incumbent president's uh, uh, good luck, ability to out. Yeah, that was used heavily. Uh, so, you know, so we said, let's look at what the government did or is doing and what um, we are doing and how to marry all of that together. Okay, so first of all, the government, uh, let's start with the cash thing, right? Uh, the government wants to control the cash in circulation. The Sudan governor came and said the banking industry, the Apex Bank, could not account for some of the cash that is supposed to be in circulation. That means a large percentage of the cash was held uh, in private hands. And the government needed to mop that up. And when this policy started, we started seeing funny things like money that had been printed in the early 2000s coming out and in means condition. Money coming out looking like it has spent over a decade in closed uh, enclosed spaces and you know all of that. So the CBA governor wanted to mop up cash and also I believe the CBA governor wanted to curb foot buying by reducing the amount of cash in circulation uh, so that people don't go to the villages and start saying, take 
1,000, give me your thoughts. So that was the plan that the CPN governor had in place. And also he wanted to push for um, a cashless society. So where most of our transactions are electronic. A couple of problems with this, uh, number one, uh, they did a currency change to mop up excess cash. And well with the rights, the CBNs operated between the stipulated time uh, given by the laws for them to carry out such an operation. The problem we seem to be having is the cash doesn't seem to be going around, which of course is also uh, part of the plan. They don't want so much cash in uh, circulation. They want to mix uh, little cash and a lot of electronic transactions. The issue here is that um, the little cash is way too little, you understand? And the electronic transactions are failing in the last week as well. I think we had a lot of problems with um, transactions coming through. I know personally, uh, with our strawberry farm, we've had problems with people paying for their orders. So we would have to send the order and hope that eventually the person would make a transfer when they are able to access the app. So we went into a cashless society or we're forced into a cashless society without necessarily having either the infrastructure expertise or both on ground to meet the heavy demand we would face. So the governments did not um, create a structure that was going to bring about the smooth transition of the policy they put on the common man. And that just goes to show how well thought out this government goes with their ideas. Uh, sometimes, but you know, once again, it's important um, we go to the polls and um, see the, the beauty about democracy is if an administration is not working, you get another one. You understand? It's not a yoke, it's not a yoke. And this administration has clearly shown that they're not working. And I, I must, I must, I must. Um, employ people to realize that whether you like it or not, in this country we practice party politics. One is elected because he runs on the platform for party and you, you buy the ideals and um, the, 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 the principles of that party. So when the party feels and the appointment feels like they have, there is nothing for that party anymore. I hope you realize that. I hope you, uh, and maybe some of you that listen might be young, but that is the same um, argument this party made in 2015 to come into power. So respectfully, they should take the same argument and walk away from power. They have failed. So um, they didn't put the infrastructure in place for uh, these conditions we have. That's one thing that happened. Uh, and then with the um, cash thing, uh, with the cash issue. 
Another issue you guys have raised is the issue of fuel. And um, the issue of fuel is a bit of a very, a bit of a very dicey one because um, a lot of experts have called for the complete removal of subsidy because they believe that the money isn't fun, the money used to fund subsidy, um, a lot of corruption has gotten into it. So it's just better we take off subsidy and use the money for something else. And whilst that makes sense, so what's happening is um, the government is gradually, I believe what's happening is the government is gradually allowing us adjust to certain price changes. So eventually when the whole thing goes off, it will not be so drastic. This is my own opinion. I might be wrong, but I feel what the government is doing is they're allowing the market forces take um, take effect, and you know, so the markets are creating artificial scarcity as well. I think I might be wrong, but this is what I think. They're creating some level of artificial scarcity, so whenever you see it, ah, what price is it? Okay. I think I was walking on the street the other day and this guy parked his car and I guess he had run out of fuel and he wanted to buy from, you know, one of these black market guys. I think the black market guy said to him, oh, I'll sell you at 700 per liter. You know, so because there's scarcity, person who has um, is trying to maximize profit. So I think what the government is trying to do is get us to a point where we would be glad to see fall at um, somewhere between 400 to 500 naira per litre, as long as they're fairly also they can just take off the subsidy. Uh, again, the problem with this, um, the problem with this plan is the, um, uh, the, the problem with this plan is the average income of the masses. You know, I think minimum wage is still about 30,000, 33,000. So let's assume fuel goes for 500 per liter. That means someone who earns minimum wage can only buy 60 liters of fuel. And it will translate to the cost of transportation. It will translate to the cost of goods in the markets, you know, prices of things are going to go up. Are they going to increase um, the standard of living? Are they going to increase the um, earning power of people? Are there going to be more opportunities? These are the questions we need to put in place because it seems as if some of these policies are making the poor poorer, the weak weaker, you know, and it's not good for, um, it's not good for a country. It's not good for the citizenry. Uh, it's not good for the citizenry. The, the prayer I have is that the citizens and the masses will realize how strong they are and they'll revolt against the elites and say no, policies and structures that will not benefit us should not stand. So we have carefully looked at what the government is trying to do and looking at it 
from a balanced perspective, the government seemed to want to have policies that might work and should work if we have the right structures to carry them, the corresponding structures. So what we need to do is put the structures on ground first before the policies come. And I think that's why the government is missing it. Now quickly, let's jump and talk about how we are handling these issues. I said to someone, you know, it's very funny. You go to the POS and you see a large line. Now you would assume everyone has come to withdraw what they need for their daily need. But that's not the case here. The case here is a case of people finding an opportunity and wanting to exploit it to the detriment of their fellow man. So someone will come with multiple ATMs, max out the withdrawal limits on each of them just to sell the cash at maybe um, 1.2 Naira to a Naira, you know, so maybe you buy uh, a thousand Naira and you have to pay 100 Naira, for example. And for each 1,000 Naira, you have to buy to pay 100 Naira. I think that's what one of you said in your feedback. And, uh, you know, it's very, it's very sad. It's very sad. So the people that are queuing in ATMs are not queuing to just take money they need. They are queuing to take money to make profits off the misfortune of their fellow man. So you can see that we are like our governments. We don't care about each other. Because you go and suffer, struggle, queue, withdraw all the money in the ATM. So you have created a scarcity. You, you have, there's an ATM in your community. The ATM loads 1 million. Only you has gone to go and taken out 500,000. You have taken out half of the money for the community. You're now selling it back to the community at a crazy price. And you're saying, oh, the government is bad. You are terrible, ma, sir. You're a very terrible person. And I had an experience yesterday, and sincerely, I was really heartbroken because it just goes to show that we are. There's, this, this, I think there's, there's, there's a saying that says, "If people get the government they deserve, we come the government we deserve." We are a wicked people. I went to a store, a simple shop, to buy something. What I was going to buy was two thousand naira. And so I said, I said, do you, you know, do you have a POS? I said, yes, I, I, I wanted to pay my card. And they said to me that the charges was 200 naira. What do I do? I don't have cash. They know I don't have cash. They're charging me 10% of what I bought. This true story, true story, true story. And uh, it just goes to show how we are reacting to these things. So the supply falls at filling station. You go there, you buy 500 liters. You have caught the shot of your community. You buy it at maybe 220 naira. So you have created a scarcity. You now come and sell it to the same members of your community for twice the price. We also buy from them. So you see, our problem is twofold. We have a terrible government, 
but somehow we have become a terrible people. The jokes are there, POS people are cashing out, foreign attendants are cashing out. Uh, this is a time to marry one, date one, the jokes are there. I want to, I want to tell you something critical. Very critical. This moment will pass. If you have a business, you have you are you're doing you you're providing cash service, you're taking exorbitant rates for, for cash service for transactions, you're taking exorbitant rates for full. I I promise you this moment will pass. It will always be like this. We'll come to an end soon. But we, the citizenry, will remember. Like for example, the shop where I got something yesterday, I would never go there again. Unless I'm in their need, I would never. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. They've lost the customer for life. Just because of how much? 200 naira. So I want to employ all of us. Wow, this is not the time to cash out. This is the time to be humane. This is the time to realize that the person at the other end is a human being too. They are going through stress. They are going through hardship. They are going through the country just the way you are going through it. This is not the time to make profits of them. This is not the way to make profit. All this goes to show is that if they put you in government, you will do worse than this administration. That's all it goes to show. So it's a twofold problem. We have a government that is putting policies without structures and making the weak weaker. We have a people who are taking advantage of their scarcity to create more scarcity to make a profit. It's twofold profit. So as we go to the polls to say, oh, as we go to vote, as we go to the state elections, say, okay, we need a new government. It's imperative we ask ourselves, are we a new people? Are we a new people? You see, the problem with this country is that corruption has become an institution that has become systematic. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I was talking to my mentor the other time and I was complaining bitterly about corruption in the particular, corruption in the particular sector. And he said, boy, you, also, you know, you remember you said it's in this sector too. It's everywhere. What are the ones? We are the ones. The COVID, the Buhari is not the PAMSEC. Buhari is not the minister. President Buhari is not the minister. President Buhari is not this. He's not in every position. Emifene is not in every position. The 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 the, the group managing director of uh, NNBC Limited is not in every pos is not in every position. We are the ones who are in positions and are doing things to ourselves that shouldn't be done. Some things we are doing are simply repugnant. 
that's what they are. It's just repugnant. So as you listen to this today, what I'm trying to do is, is bring you face to face with your conscience. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma. As we think about going to edge this government out of power, you as an individual, are you becoming a better person? Are you becoming a new person? Because for this country to change, it's not just about our leaders. It's about us. And I'm so grateful that we are a religious country. I'm so grateful. Every religion commands us, commands us to treat people with decency. And if I if if I if I if I can dare say in the last week there has been no decency or sanity with the way we've treated human life. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. You you go to the market, someone wants to withdraw a thousand naira to go to the market. That already tells you they don't have enough. That already tells you. They don't have enough. And you want them to pay 10%, 100 naira, 150, 200. On the 1,000 naira, they want to withdraw. So that you can make a profit. When you are part of the people or persons who created that scarcity. Because that money, you didn't get it over the counter. You got it from the ATM. And the ATM is meant to service the public. It's meant to service people's individual needs. So I meant to serve his bulk withdrawals. I hope and I pray we, we, we look inwards and while we try to effect change in the outside world, we also change inside. Um, a couple of financial institutions have been given a lot of issues lately. And what I did personally was I found I had um, a financial institution that wasn't the traditional one. It was the traditional bank that allowed me deposits, which was said money and pay certain bills. And I noticed their network was quite decent. So I switched uh, the accounts we used to, for business to that account and, you know, instead trying to use it for my day-to-day transactions. I encourage us to find a way to manage the situation as best as we can. If you can get some cash, get it, and always try to do electronic transfer where it's favorable when compared to spending in cash as much as you can to um, minimize how much expenditure you have that involve cash. Try as much as you can to find alternatives. There are always alternatives. Just think different. Just try and think about all of them. What, we, we must find a way to weather the storm. And so I'm saying, uh, don't overthink it. 
I beg all of you, don't get into fights. I've seen some very, very tragic videos online. Don't get in, don't, don't, don't glance. Don't get into fights. Don't put yourself in harm's way. And we'll keep praying that. I think I read a tweet this morning from Mr. President saying um, they are working on it. I don't know what that means because he has been working on his security since he got into power. But he said they are working on it and hopefully will arrive at a solution sooner than later. Uh, once again, thank you all so much for listening and um, I hope the next week is better for all of us. I pray the next week is better for all of us than the one we are finishing now. Thank you.